gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Chocolate Puma Podcast. It is I, your boy, the Chocolate Puma, back giving you what my loyal tens of listeners have been craving. And that is the insane ramblings of a man who currently sits in first place in his fantasy football league. I know none of y'all give a damn about my fantasy football league, but I'm going to tell you because I'm in first place. If you want to email the show, you can email me at thepumapod at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at btomp20. That's at btomp, B-T-H-O-M-P 20. Uh, man, hell of a week. Uh, crazy week. Um, right before I started to record here, uh, Ben Simmons had a little bit of a tantrum. I don't even want to say he had a tantrum. He uh, had uh, just a mild case of uh fuck this shit uh his coach asked him to sub into a drill and he said no and that was it got kicked out of practice suspended um i don't know how he comes back from this but uh i'm gonna let that play out a little bit more before i give a give a whole my thoughts on that thing because it is hilarious um what is it's not it's kind of hilarious but not really. Um, so the head coach of the Washington State Cougars football team was fired this week. Why was he fired? Not because of incompetence, uh, but because he decided he did not want to be vaccinated. Uh, he is, let's see, the, uh, the state of Washington, uh, their governor had a vaccine mandate for all state employees. And Rolovich, who works for a public university, thus a state employee um, may, who makes $3 million a year. So he's given up $3, millions of, $3 million a year uh, to not get that jab. Uh, okay, uh, said that he had been seeking a religious exception, um, which I don't know what religion is going to prevent you from getting a vaccine, but okay. Um, their athletic director basically was like, no, that accommodation is denied, and you are fired for cause. Thus, meaning uh, he will not be getting. Um, let me see here. So it said that had he been fired without clause, he would have uh, would have been owed sixty percent of his base salary of two million dollars for the next three and a half years, or four point two million dollars. By not getting vaccinated, he's leaving ten and a half million dollars. And total compensation on the table. Holy fuckballs. Uh, Washington State also announced that his assistants, uh, he had, let's see, there was Ricky Logo, John Richardson, Craig Stutzman, and Mark Weber were also fired. All because they decided not to get vaccinated. Uh, Rolovich and his assistants were five of only 50 people across the entire Washington State University system, that's more than 10,000 employees, to be fired for non-compliance. Um, that is some wild stuff. Um, I, I just, I don't get it. I honestly do not get it. Um, there have been, and I wanna make sure I get the numbers right here. Um, since, COVID, they began tracking like COVID deaths and everything. Um, 726,000 people have died in the United States 
4.9 million people have died worldwide. And this is a vaccine that can help you not die. Doesn't mean you, you, uh, you're impervious to get the vaccine. I mean, excuse me, to get the virus. You just, you just don't die. And for the life of me, I don't understand how somebody like Nick Rolovich can get this far in life, going to public universities, working for public universities, playing a sport like football, and just have this distrust of the medical system. Is it this thing where it's like you can't tell him what to do? So he's like, I'm going to show you and just be a selfish asshole? Like, that's got to be it. It does not make a lick of sense. 90% of Washington State employees are vaccinated. 97% of students are, um, are vaccinated. So it's clearly working because uh, that university only has seven active COVID cases on its campus. The trust the science. The science works. Like, I, I feel like I get on here every week and I get on the other podcast. The Life is Mile comes out every other Thursday. Um, and I just rail on these people for not trusting the science. Like, it literally makes no sense. This guy is now out of a job because he decided he wasn't going to take a shot. Um, and... He had basically, I mean, he made a great first impression, apparently, buying beers for fans and, you know, making making himself seem like a man of the people. But after that and COVID hit, uh, he kind of became an asshole and uh, basically decided that he was going to threaten any player who aligned himself with um, last season's um, player empowerment movement. Um he was going to snatch their scholarship. Uh, there was one player in um, particular who said that he received a call from Rolovich and not outright saying, hey, you'll be cut. But um, what's his name? Cassidy Woods recorded a call last year. Um, and he, in a roundabout way, appeared to threaten if any player... Um, aligned himself with the player empowerment movement. Woods transferred um, because, I mean, why would he stay there? You know, it's it's just sad, really. Um, I mean, good that he's, you know, away from these kids because clearly this is somebody that if my son wanted to play football, I wouldn't trust this guy to have my son's best interests because he's clearly a selfish asshole. Like, at this point, with everything that's happened, with all the people that have died, all the people that have gotten sick, if you willingly, and you don't have, like, a medical condition, like, there are some rare cases where you have a medical condition, you can't get it, I totally get it. Like, that's that's one thing. Here's a seemingly perfectly healthy dude just being an asshole. Like, that's what it comes down to. Um, and now he leaves his team basically to pick up the scraps of his mediocrity. And I mean, in the long run, I think they'll be fine. But 
it's still a very, very shitty situation because it didn't have to be this way. Um, all right. Um, so last week I cracked jokes about John Gruden and, you know, his whole email scandal. Well, it was found because there was a probe into the toxic workplace of the Washington football team. And in one of the more obvious, hey, look over here moves of uh, the last century, the Washington football team decided that they were going to retire Sean Taylor's number. Big deal for the Washington football team because only two other players have ever had their number retired by the team. Um, and it, from the get-go, um, seemed like just a half-ass like distraction from... Uh, what was going on with their team. Um, not sure if that's what the case was because they were planning to honor Sean Taylor, but not sure if they were planning to retire his number. And I mean, based off everything that's happened since, it appears that that's exactly what this was. Um, when the team owner met with Sean Taylor's family, the dude didn't even wear a suit. Like he wore like apparently just showed up rolled in in a hoodie um they put the sean taylor row like right in front of a, a bunch of porta potties so his family's taking these photos in front of a bunch of portable toilets um his number that's like on the field uh they've got it <laughs> they have it like in the VIP area, so people from other teams who have VIP passes, such as Patrick Mahomes' uh, knowing little brother, Jackson, um, he's out there doing TikTok dances in the VIP area, which also happens to be on, you know, Sean Taylor's number. And it's like he's dancing on the number. Now, I don't think the kid meant, meant you know, any disrespect, any, you know, any harm. Um, this, is to me, is more on you know, the Redskins, uh, excuse me, the, the team formerly known as the Redskins. Uh, this is more on, this is more on them. Although, uh, I saw the TikTok dance. It was fucking stupid. Uh, come on kid, like grow a mustache or, or some facial hair and, and knock off the dancing. Now, now I'm, see, now I'm getting toxic max masculinity. Uh, do whatever you want, kid. I don't care. Uh, but anyway, I feel like all of this going down is kind of overshadowing Sean Taylor. And I'm just going to recount a little bit. Because to me, Sean Taylor is one of those players that you had to see to get it. Like, if you look at his stats, you'll be like, oh, he was a, he was a pretty good Pro Bowl safety there. But if you saw him, like, on the field, saw him play, my God, that dude was electric, and he was on his way to, I feel like he was, whatever you think about Troy Palomalu, for instance, you'd probably be like, Palomalu's good, but Sean Taylor, like, that's, that's how highly I think of Sean Taylor, like, he could literally do it all. He could drop down and play linebacker if you needed to. If you need him to drop back into coverage, he could do that. He could cover half the field. Like, there was nothing that he couldn't do. And he had finally found, like, he had hit his stride. And 
it just all came to a crashing halt. Um, so uh, basically what happened is um, overnight it appears someone broke into his home. He was shot. Um, and I think, you know, um, I've seen it, you know, uh, mentioned a few times, like everybody went to bed that night thinking, oh, Sean Taylor got hurt, but he'll be okay. And then the next morning, the news broke that Sean Taylor died. And then you've got all of these like critics and people that I like that I'm I'm fans of. I lost a lot of respect for some of these people because they essentially blame this man for his own death. And then when the story came out of what actually happened, it was a bunch of teenagers who broke into Sean Taylor's house thinking he wasn't there, trying to, you know, rob the place. And Sean Taylor came downstairs and was protecting his pregnant fiance who was upstairs. He's protecting his family. He gave his life to protect his family. Had he gotten in trouble before in the past? Absolutely. But here was a man who was just doing everything he could to do the right thing. He wasn't out at some nightclub. He was, and let me get this straight. If he had been out at some nightclub, doesn't mean he deserves to be shot and killed. But Sean Taylor was at home protecting his pregnant wife, doing the things that you're supposed to do. And he was shot and killed by some scared kids, and he was blamed for his own death. It to this day just it 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 was the most like surreal insane just wild moment in history and it's like Washington came out and they just they spit on the man's image to try to clean up their own toxic workplace and that to me is yeah that is some unforgivable shit right there but you know what enough of the sadness um, I'm going to end on something that is, to me, hilarious. Uh, so, LSU, your national champion from two years ago, has decided to not fire, but they're going to part ways with their head coach, Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron is quite the character. He is uh, essentially that coach from... Uh, the water boy, the super Cajun guy who you can't understand. Um, just a, a very interesting dude. Very good football coach. Very intense football coach. Um, but yeah, he's he's a character. Um, that said, since then though, uh, LSU has been just kind of average. And that is, that was kind of the death knell of his time in um, in Baton Rouge, um, basically he has come out and in a statement and said that, you know, he did not meet expectations and is saying all the right things, but a piece from, uh, Sports Illustrated and also The Athletic, uh, basically has, whew, oh boy, it is painting, uh, Easy Ed Ogeron and, and a hell of a light, um, 
So, according to people close to the situation, um, after uh, the 2019 championship, um, he he and his wife got divorced. They had been married 23 years, so there were photos of Ogeron in bed with a woman going viral, and he was basically living up this single lifestyle to the point where he pulls up to a gas station. He sees a a young woman uh, in workout clothes, and he just like straight up like parking lot pimping, cat calling this woman, um, saying like, "Hey, you know, uh, we should, you know, I can work out with you, basically." And she was like, uh, "Yeah, no, I'm married, and also I'm pregnant." And Ed Ogeron, uh, in all of his glory, said, "Okay, what that's got to do with me?" Uh, so uh, that wow, but. Also, um, another thing that led to, I think, his dismissal was there's a shit ton of, like, sexual assault um, allegations that it looks like he turned a blind eye to. Um, he was reportedly told about former um, former running back there, Darius Geis, sexually assaulting a 74-year-old woman, and he did nothing. Uh, he supported Donald Trump. And his black players um, did not care to did not care for that too much because, of course, Donald Trump's a racist asshole. So, um, yeah, you're gonna lose you're gonna lose some players there. Uh, but it he used the football team basically to pick up women. Um, he would go out get women, uh, be like, oh yeah, you know, you can bring your kids to practice, and he was letting children participate in drills with LSU. Like one of the one of the top football programs in the country, you could argue the top football job in the country, and he's out here using it as his personal tender to go pick up some young tenderonies by basically showing them like, hey, yeah, come on, bring the kids on down. I'll you know I'll show them a good time, and yeah, I did not expect that out of LSU. Um, I actually, I probably did. I expected some chicanery out of LSU because it is kind of like the Wildlands, thus the Title IX investigation into their program. Um, and also previous coach Les Miles um, also had a, a similar unsavory track record in regards to ignoring um, assaults against women. Um, so... Uh, Really, just Ed Ogeron's parking lot pimping and dirty macking of because the woman who he hit on in the parking lot I forgot to mention was the wife of a higher ranking LSU board member. So you know he's out here parking lot pimping to to the wrong people. That's funny. The ignoring of the assaults not funny. All in all, he probably should have lost his job. And that's totally independent of his record there. Uh, yeah, so I think I've rambled on long enough. So uh, if you, uh, again, you want to email the show, email me, thepumapod at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, btom20. And until next week, y'all take it easy. Y'all take care of yourselves. Love you peoples. Peace.